who that gonna say they gonna beat them saints? We that. We beat them saints. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We're going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host here of this illustrious podcast. I am, of course, Aaron Freeman. You may know me as Sirius Black. You may know me as Mr. Drew. So many AKAs. And I come at you every single day to give you this illustrious content. And we appreciate each and every one of you that makes this illustrious content your first watch, your first listen of the day. And you can follow in their footsteps, follow their illustrious blueprint by becoming an everydayer and all you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcast so guys we're going to talk about desmond ritter's performance we're going to talk about whether or not this team at any point is going to look like a well-oiled machine and and not take us through the stress of having to watch this team nearly fumble the bag every week you know for three hours right but we got to start off by talking about the Falcons walking away with a win, man. It, it's It's been a minute, guys, and it, it couldn't come at a better time beating those stinking visitors, a.k.a. the New Orleans Saints, with a 24-15 to win. Falcons now get their record to 5-6. and six. They're 3-0 and in the NFC South. The first place now, right, they hold both tiebreakers over the Saints, the head-to-head, the divisional record. So the Falcons are back in control of their destiny, and we'll talk more about, you know, whether or not they're going to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and and you know wrestle that destiny down to the ground, or are they just going to? Oh, I fell, I fell off the bull. I don't know. Oh, you know, later in the episode. But let's first talk about how they won this game, right? It was really about reestablishing that identity, right? The defense coming through, the run game coming through. Dennis Allen's probably going like they, the Falcons are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook, right? Because this team. We went into the season being like, hey, they're going to be a great run team and they're going to be a competent defense, right? They're going to be the bend but don't break, but they're actually not going to break. And that's what happened on the Sunday. Let's start off with the defense, right? Saints were able to move the ball pretty much at will between the 20s, 444 total yards for the Saints offense, 296 through the air, 148 on the ground. They were 6 of 14 on third downs, but 0 for 5 in the red zone, baby, right? Two red zone turnovers, both takeaways from Jesse Bates took 14 points off the boards pretty much single-handedly, added seven with a 92-yard pick six late in the first quarter, then forced a fumble late in the third quarter. Uh, Falcons recovered that at their own five-yard line. Jesse Bates had an incredible game, team-leading 12 tackles. You know, Caden Ellis got his revenge against the Saints. You know, good day as well, six tackles, two tackles for loss, a pass breakup, right? We didn't get a ton of pressure on David Carr. I'm sorry. David. 
Derek Carr in this game, right? And it led, you know, Carr having plenty of time to find Chris Olave, who was cooking the Falcons in this game, right? Basically had uh, seven catches, 114 yards, most of that coming in the first half because he exited the game early in the third quarter with a concussion uh, on a force out by A.J. Terrell. You know, Rashid Shaheed also got hurt in this game about midway through the second quarter. Jawan Johnson didn't miss the chunk of the second half with uh, injury as well. The Saints had already lost Michael Thomas uh, prior going into this game. So, you know, I think not having their most explosive playmakers, you know, really hurt the Saints, especially at the end of the game when they needed to come back. And that's when you kind of need those explosive plays that they were getting early in this game um, and not having that. But hey. <laughs> I ain't complaining about it, right? You know, hey, get well soon, guys. But, you know, take your time. Take your time. So, um, Saints also dominated time of possession in this game. They, they they dominated, or at least early in the game, right? They had they possessed the ball for 11 minutes out of the, uh, 11 out of the first 15 minutes in the first quarter. But that kind of played to the Falcons' strength, right? You know, they, they like, hey, you're going to play a slow tempo game? Hey, we'll play a slow tempo game because that means we're just going to run the football, right? And that's what the Falcons did. They ran it down the Saints' throat, 228 rushing yards, season high, three-headed monster of their backfield, right? We talked about the two-headed monster going into the season, but we had a three-headed monster, right? Bijan led the team with 91 rushing yards, um, a touchdown on 16 carries. You also had CP sort of contributing as well, 43 yards on eight carries. You know, we saw CP kind of dominate this matchup a year ago at home against the Saints in that week one game. He did it again. And then Tyler Algier kind of finished the game strong with uh, 10 carries for 64 yards, right? They all contributed. It was like Bijan was kind of the starter, right? They were they were, they were basically, you know, th- this game was very Atlanta, right? You know, the Braves, were, you know, would appreciate this, right? Bijan kind of got the party started, right? CP was kind of that change up for them, you know, for most of the game um, because he was basically able to bring that speed and that power, that physicality that wore down the Saints. And then you had Tyler Algier just close it out for the Falcons uh, with their needing to bleed off clock at the end of the game and, and close it out and, and get into scoring position, which they did, uh, and ultimately kicking a, a field goal from Young Way Koo that put this game pretty much away uh, in this game. You also got Desmond Ritter making plays with his legs, right? Contributing um, 31 yards on six runs, right? He had a seventh carry that was a kneel down at the end, you know, that loss, that, that tackle for loss, that loss of your one yard is, is the greatest tackle for loss ever in the victory formation. But most of Desmond Ritter's yards came on scrambles in this game. So he was able to use his legs and you got the sort of consistency. I don't know quite what their success rate was in this game. I haven't calculated that number. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that uh, later this week, possibly tomorrow on the pod. Um, but you saw the consistency in the run game and you saw the explosiveness in the run game. No 20 plus yard runs, but a bunch of 10 plus yard runs, right? Two each for everybody in this game. Ritter had two, Bijan had three, Patterson had two, Algier had two, right? And it, you know, at least their yards per carry, even when you remove those explosive runs, was still like 4.0 for all the running backs. Uh, so it was like they were consistently able to get yardage, it seemed like. So I, I, I suspect their success rate will be high in addition to having those explosives. And that's what you're looking for from this run game. This is what we thought we were getting this year. And we've seen them kind of slowly take steps to being that identity. But like, this is the identity of the Falcons, right? We're going to be a strong running game. We're going to be an elite running game. We're going to pound the ball down your throat and we're going to play good defense. 
right? We're not going to play great defense. We're not going to have a pass rush. We might give up yards, but when we need to get stops, we get those stops in the red zone. We get those takeaways, all that stuff. And that's going to be our formula for success. Now, the question was with Desmond Ritter coming back, would the formula, you know, of Desmond Ritter turning the ball over and shooting the Falcons in the foot, you know, take away from that identity. And we got glimpses of Desmond Ritter being Desmond Ritter and the roller coaster that is Desmond Ritter. But I do think this game was a step forward for the Falcons young quarterback. And we'll break that down as we continue today's illustrious Locked on Falcons podcast. So we know that success for the Atlanta Falcons in 2023 is all about having the right team. And the Falcons took steps today to build the right team, but you don't have to go through a roller coaster to get your team in order so that your small business or whatever uh, can reach their goals in 2023. You have LinkedIn. It's a smooth ride with LinkedIn jobs because they're making it faster and easier for you to find the right people for your team. They're going to give you the simple tools like screening questions. that's going to allow you to focus on the candidates that have the right skills, experience that you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and who you want to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And today's locked on Falcons is sponsored by BetterHelp. And this time of year, can be a lot, right? It's natural to have some sadness and anxiety during this time of year, but therapy can be the bright spot for you that amid all the stress, all the change, it's something to look forward to, something that can make you feel grounded. It's going to give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. Therapy has helped me. BetterHelp has helped me. You know, one of those tools that it's given me is being able to control what you can control and not worrying about the things that you can't control. And if you're thinking of starting BetterHelp or starting therapy, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. Give them a try. It's entirely done online. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you got to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is, you know, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. So as we continue today's Locked on Falcons, want to plug the Locked on Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, 24-7 Locked on, innovator, iconic, with the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. It's covering all of the sports getting you guys geared up for all of that each and every day across the leagues, across the network, getting that local content. So check out Locked On Sports Today's 24-7 streaming channel. Check out Locked On Sports Atlanta's 24-7 streaming channel. So uh, let's talk about Desmond Ritter's return, right? I think it was a step forward, right? Still was a roller coaster of a performance, and we'll, we'll focus probably mostly on it being a roller coaster rather than the reasons why it was a step forward. But I felt like Ritter, outside of a handful of plays, you know, played a good game. Right. You saw him use his legs. That was an asset, especially when it came in the passing game with scrambles. Um, And, you know, his decision making for the most part, for the most part, was very good uh, in this game. Uh, And so, you know, I joked with Jarvis Davis of Locked On Sports Atlanta on the postcast, which you can find on Locked On Sports Atlanta's YouTube channel or Locked On Falcons, you know, audio platforms on your preferred podcast platform. 
that, you know, people are going to have to make peace with the notion that the Falcons and their quarterback are going to be a bit of a roller coaster. A, a bit, bit is, you know, putting it lightly, right? You know, if you're looking for the teacups, if you're looking for the carousel, like, the, you know, that's not the ride that the Atlanta Falcons are going to provide you uh, on these fun days. Right? And so if you need to take a, a mental health break, right? If you need to take a break from this team because you're not enjoying the roller coaster, I, I give you my permission, you know, again, try better help to, to help you in that arena. But, you know, you're going to look at Ritter's stat line. It's not going to be that impressive, right? He was 13 for 21, 168 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. You're going to see those two picks and you're going to say, well, it's the same old Ritter. He's going to constantly turn the ball over. And I think one of those interceptions was definitely on Ritter. The second one to Van Jefferson, that was uh, another classic case of Ritter just kind of misreading the leverage on that throw. You know, if he if he was going to throw that, he should have thrown it back shoulder. He didn't throw it back shoulder. And then you question if he should have thrown it back shoulder based off of Jefferson's positioning on that play, something that uh, Daryl Moose Johnson pointed out on the broadcast. But I think the first one wasn't really at least 100% on Ritter because it felt like Bijan kind of stopped his route and Ritter threw ahead of him. And that first one was kind of really critical uh, in this one because it took points off the board. Uh, it came, you know, at the close of the first half. And, you know, we talked recently about the Falcons needing to sort of, you know, run their four-minute offense, that middle eight portion of the game, the, the last four minutes of the uh, the first half, the first four minutes of the second half. And the Falcons, you know, that middle eight was a problem for them, right? They got the ball back in this game with four minutes to go, running their four-minute offense. You know, and the run game, for the most part, was able to take them down the field at the end of the first half. Although Ritter had, a, again, a couple of nice plays with his legs. He extended a play, hit Van Jefferson, I think, to start the series on a 13-yard throw. And then he scrambled uh, on a collapsing pocket and converted a third and four uh, on a six-yard gain. And then you get the ball down to the 10, you know, with a few seconds left, you know, under a minute to go in the first half. And you miss that throw to Bijan, and uh, Tyron Matthew picks it off in the end zone. Matthew gets the second interception as well in the second half as well. And you, you walk away at least in the first half with that first interception with no points, you know, and you couple that with the decision to go for it on fourth and two on the second series, rather than kicking, you know, a potential would be 49, 50 yard field goal. Right. And, you know, you fail to convert on that fourth and two because you run sort of a read option play, a keeper to Desmond Ritter away from the strength of the blocking. Cause you went unbalanced formation, with Kayla McGarry kicking over to the left side. Um, and, you know, the broadcast themselves even called it like, this is Arthur Smith being a little too cute in this situation. Um, you know, part of me wonders, did you go for it in that situation? Because you you were worried about Ku's back being an issue and maybe him not necessarily having the normal range that he would have, right? You know, does that sort of curb your aggressiveness on that particular play? But Ku's back isn't an excuse for a very questionable play call in that situation uh, where Arthur Smith is being a little too cute. So I think the story of this game was once again, the Falcons, you know, self-inflicted wounds took points off the board. Like it felt like this again, you, you take three points off the board with that fourth down decision, you know, potential touchdown off the board with the Ritter interception. And, you know, this game potentially is a 24, nine game at, at halftime. And then you come out in the third quarter, you you stall at midfield. So you you, you don't get any points on that opening drive. Um, and, you know, if the Falcons weren't this uh, <laughs> very dangerous 
roller coaster and were actually a well-oiled machine, you feel like this game could have been a 40 burger pretty easily if the Falcons weren't just constantly shooting themselves in the foot, just like, whoa, whoa, let me shoot myself, right? Um, but you know, a win is a win, baby, and especially a win against the Saints feels good. So I'm not gonna lose too many too much sleep over the fact that the Falcons, you know, are bleeding in their thigh or bleeding in their foot. They got a hole in their leg somewhere because they keep shooting themselves because you know hopefully we'll see this team start to be more of that well-oiled machine over the next five games and then hopefully we'll get to that week 18 game you know where we're we're in the little caesar superdome you know celebrating a 40 burger or a 30 burger in a win to sort of solidify this team as a playoff team uh you know chowing down on on pizza pizza at, at midfield or whatever uh you know whatever their sponsor is um and that's the hope, right? And so, you know, you look at this game and you say, you know, if you, especially if you're one of the folks that has been bashing Arthur Smith and or Desmond Ritter all year long, this game wasn't going to win you over, but it didn't need to, right? And you shouldn't be going into thinking that one game, certainly at this point, is going to win you over, you know? So I think the, the, the quote unquote, yeah, buts folks that, you know, maybe raging in the chat, maybe raging in the comments, I'm sure some of you guys are thinking I'm one of those yeah, buts. Uh, with the way I'm discussing this win, um, you know, is those those folks should be at a minimum this week because you know we beat the Saints, right? And like I, I'm not going to gatekeep or anything when it comes to fandom or anything like that. But if you're if you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and you're angry, right? And I, I know to, maybe to some of you guys that you think I'm being angry, I'm just you know I'm being me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like that's what you know. Th- these are the folks. If you're if you're angry listening to this podcast. Um, you're, you're the folks that I'm talking to. Like maybe, maybe you need to take a break from the Falcons. Again, you don't have to stop being a Falcon fan, but like, you know, you, you shouldn't feel, feel down about this game. Right. You know, it was 50 years of hip hop in, in, in the building, you know, and even if hip hop is not your thing, right. And you prefer a different genre, um, you know, like it's a celebration is basically the point I'm, I'm building to. So, you know, tomorrow we'll get back more to the critical analysis uh, but we'll wrap up, you know, what this game means and, and whether or not this team <laughs> can be this well-oiled machine. It's like my head is telling me, like, they're going to keep doing this. But my heart is still hopeful. It still has hope. And we'll we'll break that down as we wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. So prize picks is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And with basketball season here, guys, you can find even more exciting ways to play with their specials league, where it's, it's combined projections from different sports, different leagues, right? College basketball, NBA basketball, uh, NFL football, college football, all that and more, right? For example, if you want to combine Travis Kelsey receptions with LeBron James's three points made, you can do it, right? If you have the skills, you you with prize picks can turn $10 into $250. It's simple to play. You just pick two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. There's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And so all why prize picks is number one daily fantasy sports app to get started. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So wrapping up today's episode, um, you know, this team has to be different and whether or not we're going to get that difference the rest of the way, we'll, we'll sort of have to see. Right. 
and I'm sure some of you guys listened to the podcast over the last week or so, and we did some off-season related content, and maybe you felt some type of way about that. But it wasn't because I, like I had given up on the year. I just figured like, okay, let's just talk about this thing because I'm frankly at that point I'm just kind of tired of talking about this team and how frustrating they are. So, like, let's look forward to something you know that that could be considered more positive because again part of making peace with being an Atlanta Falcons fan is knowing that like there's always going to be next year and that's something that me being a Falcon fan for 3 decades I've said many many times but you know I didn't give up on the season yet because I knew the Falcons if they could come out and and beat this Saints team they they would still control their destiny and even if they lost their odds of making the playoffs would have been very low but it's it wouldn't have been over right and so you knew they still had a chance to get this thing back on track as frustrating as it has been, you know, watching this train derail itself, this roller coaster get off the track, so to speak, if you want to continue to mix the metaphors. But, you know, I'm sitting here smiling, right, if you're watching, you know, uh, on, on this podcast, but like I'm sure the Locked on Falcons insiders uh, who, who joined via subtext are like, that's a fake smile because, you know, Aaron that's what they're saying. I'm not, I'm trying not to use a third person, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the lockdown Falcons insiders get my insights. It's just me venting. Really? That's really what it is at this point in the season during the game, giving my thoughts on the game and some of the observations I do. If you want to join and become an insider, you can hit the link in the description below as well as get access to that extended all 22 when it comes out later this week. But they know like I was not being super positive, you know, during that. I was just venting my frustrations, like you watching that fourth and two, you know, not convert, you know, both times, you know, with Jesse Bates getting his takeaways, like both times I was like watching the, the Saints carve up our defense, like, oh, this defense is trash. <laughs> like they're about to collapse, and then Jesse Bates would make a play, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And then you know, Ritter throws that pick going into halftime and 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 then basically the entire second half, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was just like, they're going to find some way to lose this game, right? That That's the point I've reached now with this team. It's like, you know, three, three more things break their way. They easily win this game like 41 to 15 and three more things break against them and they easily lose this game 22 to 21. And I hate the fact that this is their margin for error. There's like, it's basically going to be six to 10 plays every single week that are going to decide the fate of this team. And it's basically a toss up every single week. That's the roller coaster, right? And I just don't have the patience anymore. And that's what the Lockdown Falcons insiders are learning. Um, you know, that I just don't have the patience anymore to, to, to do that. But, you know, it, it feels like they're a team that like the success bus is like, come in down the street and then you're like, Oh, you're going to catch this bus. And it's like, nah, we're going to wait for the next one. And the next one's the struggle bus. Right. That's what it feels like with this team. Right. And, and, and they're just riding that struggle bus for three hours every single Sunday. And we have to just take it because we're Falcon fans and I, <laughs> I hate it, but there's still hope despite me hating it. There's still hope. And I think they showed it on Sunday. It's like, they're going to get it together. It's like, okay, man, if we can just eliminate a couple of bad throws from Desmond Ritter, the running game can be like this for the rest of the season. And again, it's going to be a challenge at, at times against better run defenses. Um, and if the defense can, you know, you know, like, again, I, I, I don't love the fact that we just select to march up the field and they had to go over five, you know, it's a very different game. If they go one for five in this game, like, um, so, like, again, it's just like such a thin margin for error, but it's like, okay, like, we know we have the pieces to be successful. 
That's something that I talked about last week on the Falcons football party on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. It was like they have the pieces to put it together. They just got to put it together. And that's what we've been waiting for the last month for them to put it together. Right. That four and three start. And it was like, hey, man, they're four and three. They're in first place. Are they going to change this year? Unlike last year, when they got to that point in first place midway through the season and then they struggled. And it's like we watched them struggle, and it's like, oh, and again, it would have been easy to sit here and go, well, they're you know, they're gonna fall flat on their face, but they avoided that fate, right? My head sits here and tells me that like they're gonna continue to be this roller coaster ride every single week, and it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't enjoy this ride. I'm on it, I'm stuck on it, like the rest of us, we're all stuck on it, but I hate I hate the fact that it's a roller roller coaster ride, but you know, my stupid heart that doesn't have a brain. Still is hopeful, still hopeful that they can use this as the springboard. We've been waiting for that springboard of being like, let's put it together, right? Let's put it all together. Let's get a win and we can build off of that win. And it's like, are they going to do that again? Who knows, man? They're going to have a challenge next week. You know, my brain is telling me, you know, next week you're going to go on the road, face a Tim Boyle led Jets team against a pretty good defense. Right. The only teams that, you know, score 30 burgers against them are like top five offenses like Dallas and Buffalo and and Dolphins. You know, the Falcons are probably going to have to win that game like 13 to 10. And I, I'm, I'm going to hate every second of watching that game. Just like the rest of us are. You know, I'm not looking forward at all to watching that type of football game. And we're going to watch it. Like, you know, and hopefully they'll come away with a win. Hopefully, hopefully that's the hope. Right. So, again. My head tells me it's probably going to be more of the same. My heart telling me, like, this is the week. This They needed this. And this is going to be their springboard to success. And we're going to start seeing this team look like a well-oiled machine the rest of the way. And then we can go and, and beat the brakes off of the Saints again in week 18. And, and maybe we'll finish the season 6-0 and in the division. And we'll sit here and be like, the fact that they kept losing to every non-divisional opponent is, you know, is going to be a topic of conversation come January. It's like, well... Or, you know, can they can they beat whoever they face in the playoffs? You're like, sure, but since they're not in the NFC South, like <laughs> they probably won't. But hey, I look forward to having that conversation come January. I really do. So that's the hope, guys. That's the hope that we're sitting here that we can start enjoying our Sundays a little bit more uh, because of this game. So that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see if they live up to that. But as I say, I can only control what I can control. And all I can control is, you know, making, you know, that Monday through Saturday content the best that's possible for you. So join the Locked on Falcons insiders uh, and get access to that extended all 22 review as well (laughs) as, you know, it's not just me venting. You can vent at me, guys. Like, I, you know, it's a two way street. That's the beauty of becoming a Locked on Falcons insider. So if you're just looking for just one other person that you can vent towards, by all means, sign up. It's free. Uh, at least the four, first 14 days are free and then it's $4.99 a month after that fact. So check it out if you're interested in it, you know, no hassle, no problem. Uh, so check that out. We'll continue going strong on this illustrious podcast as your first listen all week long, uh, giving you th- those insights into how they can build off of this game as well as other issues. So make sure you tune in. Could you imagine this team, you know, losing with Atlanta hip hop royalty in the building, you know, I guess finding a way to blow this game would have been the most Atlanta thing that (laughs) you could have done. So it it fits, it fits the paradigm. It fits the pattern, Uh, but they found a way to win. And so hopefully, hopefully 
you know, you know, the most Atlanta thing we'll do is, hey, it ain't how you start, guys. It's how you finish, right? And they finish today in the season. Hopefully, they will finish strong. So we can go back and brush off that old saying that I said at the beginning of the year that was the main reason for my hope and optimism about this football team. So hopefully, we'll get more of that uh, as the weeks unfold and the season unfolds. But continue to make us your first listen and your first watch uh, by subscribing on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Check out the Falcons football party tomorrow with myself, Jarvis Davis, Tanisha Batiste, and Tori McElhaney across your audio feeds as well as on the Lockdown Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. That's going to do it for us, guys. Really appreciate it. Enjoy this win. Celebrate. Do whatever you got to do to enjoy it by all means.